Warning, the following contains audio of two good friends attempting to discuss music with no qualifications whatsoever. No one asked for this, but you're going to get it. There will be shitty hot takes, terrible opinions, and impressions done poorly. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, friends, young and old, one and all. It's us again. Your problematic faves on Friday afternoons for another riveting edition, special edition, of Music, Maria. And also Drake. Da, 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 da. And today, <laughs> it's not just any old episode. Today we are having our very first guest on the pod. Very excited. Yeah, he is a friend to the pod, a friend to us, a great human being. So I would like to introduce the artist known as DJ Click and Play, a.k.a. our good friend, uh, Travis Horn. How are you, bud? I'm well. That was a great introduction. It's a different introduction because I'm used to uh, the wrestling introduction, but this is just friends talking about music. So I'm very excited to be here and talk music, which has been a big part of my life. Absolutely. I thought about that on the way over here. I was like, I wonder who he's going to feel being just referred to as a Travis today. I was like, we got to include the DJ click and play, of course. But yeah. And then we have Drake here sitting to his left. He's waving. You can't see. But yeah. Uh, Today, instead of doing our usual format where we give each other albums to listen to, we decided to mix things up a little bit. Going to go ahead and get all our formalities out of the way. This concept that we're having today, I completely ripped off from another podcast. Uh, shout out to Yassi Salik at Bandsplain. She did a music draft with a couple of her buds that I listened to. I believe they did 1996. So that was a lot of fun. That was a great time. So I thought, hey, we're going to do that. And our good friend Travis here has decided to pick 2008. So I'll go ahead and let you talk a little bit about that, why you picked that year, and what really music means to you overall. Okay, so I chose 2008 because that was the year that I graduated from college. And when you first told me about the topic, I immediately ran to 2003 because that's my comfort. That's the year I graduated high school. That's like the culmination moment in your life or so we're told. But then I realized, no, don't go with the comfort. Find another option. So I jumped a couple years ahead to 2008 to try to figure out okay, there's a huge part of your life that was generated around music. One of those things is I worked at Hot Topic. And Hot Topic is all about the music. And boy, howdy, did they change over the years um, from the point where it was super dark and trip pants and Megadeth shirts to, hey, let's put some Tupac and Biggie Smalls on the playlist and change with the times to keep up with the kids um, during those times. So that was a huge part of my life. Also, at this time period, I was transitioning into learning how to DJ and go out and in a college town, what a better place to be hip with the music because you're going to have the kids coming out going, hey, I have to hear this song tonight. What are the white drunk girls going to lose their minds to? That's the stuff that uh, shaped my existence during these years. So that's what music meant to me. Um, Those are the things that I'm excited to talk about because once I dove into 2008, 
You don't realize how much a year can resonate with you until you start just listening to the music from that year and you realize how many memories flood back directly to you associated with so many things. So that's what I chose. That's where we're at. That's fantastic because uh, just with like age gap too, not to make you feel old or anything like that, but I thought this year was especially great too because this is the year that you noted that you graduated from college, but this is also the year I think Drake is a year after me, but for myself personally, this was the year that I was going into high school. I went into high school in 2009, so that was some pretty formative shit. <laughs> this is where I'm beginning to really form my own opinions about stuff around the world and what music I like versus what I've, I guess, been told to like or what I grew up on or what were, like, my influences from, like, older siblings or, like, hand-me-down memories, I guess. Like, this is me forging my own path and deciding what I like and stuff like that. So, for this process, we're going to be doing a little bit of a, a round-robin type gimmick. Uh, Travis, being our guest, is going to go ahead and take us for the first category. We have different categories today that we will be assembling our fantasy 2008 musical team. We have a favorite pop song category, favorite rock song category, favorite rap song category, our favorite album, and then a wild card, which can literally be anything under the sun in the canon of music. Um, I see you want you want to say something there, Drake? Okay, you're giving you're giving me the eyes. You're giving me like the hey brother. <laughs> you're talking a lot. <laughs> Can I say something, please? No, but I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to to get into this. Um, to establish the order between Drake and myself, our good friend Travis here, we'll think of a number between one and ten, and then we will guess a number, and whatever's closest will be the person who follows you. All right, Drake, what's the number you pick? I pick seven. Okay, so with that, I guess I will pick four. Who is closer? The number was three. Fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So the order going forward will be Travis, myself, and then Drake, and then Drake will pick the category for the next round. So on and so forth. So the last person will always be the one to lead the category going forward. So it, it can almost be like a game, like a like a systematic thing. Like you want to make sure you claim your category first so that we no one else picks it. Because I know you were real worried about that. You're like, if anybody picks my stuff, I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically, I should pick the favorite rock song. But I'm definitely going to go with like rap or pop so nobody else takes it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll get it started. Travis, if you want to tell us what category we're going for first and we'll get it started. We're going rock first. So... Uh, hopefully you guys listen to lots of music. I tried to, I told, I told, uh, told my friends here the way that I went about trying to figure out what music resonated with me from 2008 was going to Spotify, searching 2008. And if you go there, there's a lot of people that have put together really great playlists for us, uh, in different categories, rap, rock, top hits of the year. But I also second-guessed myself multiple times, thinking there's so much music that had to have come out. I just want to double-check and make sure everything's okay. So the song that I chose, um, one of my favorite bands of all time is Motley Crue. And that year, they did drop an album, sadly, um, because it's not a good album. Um, So I was excited that Motley Crue was on this year, but I also remembered how bad that album was when I listened to it. So spoiler alert, that's not the album I chose either. Um, But during the sign period, one of the things that helped, that helped Motley Crue 
jump back out on tour during this time period was the release of Nikki Six's book, The Heroin Diaries. And one of the songs from essentially had its own soundtrack. And there's a song on that soundtrack called Life is Beautiful by 6AM. And that is my pick for my rock song of the year. Because when I listen to that song, it resonates so much with me because I'm an autobiography book type person. And when I read that and then eventually met Nikki Six in the wild and got his autograph, everything kind of came together. And I felt like I resonated with that man and his story through Motley Crue so much that every time I hear Life is Beautiful by 6 a.m., it's just it makes me smile. It makes me feel so good. It gives me goosebumps. It's my song of the year for 2008 in the rock category. Rock and roll, brother. That's tight. I didn't even know that you met Nikki Six in person. That's also tight. All right. I'm a talker, so I'm going to tell you real quick. In college, I had to do an internship. So I worked for the company Lip Service that was based out in California, L.A., and they sold uh, clothing through Hot Topic. So that was kind of my in. And Lip Service was huge for hair metal in uh, the 80s. And during this time of period of my life, if you go back, especially on my Facebook, because um, I'm that old, I had a Facebook in 2008, you can see me looking just like Nikki Six. I walked into a place with a picture of Nikki Six from Motley Crue and said, give me this hair. And oh boy, did they. So where I was living at the time, I drove to a mall one day and it was a high class mall. And there's some of those out in California. I drive to this mall by myself, just enjoying life on my internship. I go into the hot topic and Nikki six must have brought his kids to the mall that day because I'm in the store. I've started to like look around and I look out and he's like just chilling outside the store by the banister. And I turn back to the lady that's working there and I go, is that? And she goes, yeah. And I go, are you kidding me? I go, I just got my hair cut like him yesterday. I go, I literally brought a picture. And I go, do you have anything I can get an autograph with? And she gave me a Sharpie and a piece of paper and no one had gone up to him yet. And I was like, like my heart is blowing out of my chest at this point. I'm like, okay, here's your moment. I walk up. He's super cool. Says, awesome, dude goes ahead, gives me the autograph, and I like walked away from that moment in my life. And up until figuring out the moment I wanted to be a pro wrestler, I felt like that was the most perfect moment of my life because I idolized a person, I got my hair cut like him, I randomly went to a mall in California, and he was there at that exact moment, and I got to meet him and get his autograph. So that is also why it captivates me when I hear the song because it felt like I was meant to meet him and meant to have this song resonate with me. That's awesome. I feel like the word, I'm probably going to use this word wrong. We use words wrong a lot here, but I feel like it's very like serendipitous. I think that's the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds right. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> so yeah, that's really great. And I'm really glad that you brought up your old pictures from Facebook. Cause I was going to tell you, we're probably going to use one for the thumbnail <laughs> of this episode. So I just want you to be aware. It, yeah. 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 Tune in. Well, you're obviously tuning in, but look at the thumbnail. <laughs> look at the thumbnail. You'll get to see Travis and all his glory from 2008. It's a great time. Um, so, yeah, I'll go ahead and keep the ball rolling then. Favorite rock song from 2008. Um, this is one of the categories where I thought I had an answer, and it seemed pretty straightforward. But then I remembered that also one of my favorite bands came out with an album in 2008. I Googled it just to make sure. Uh, and I actually have my own little anecdote to go with this as well. Uh, so the 
song that I picked for a favorite rock song for 2008 was You're Gonna Go Far Kid by The Offspring. I love me some Offspring. Kind of sum it down because I know we're not trying to be here all day talking about stuff as much as I'm sure we'd like to. When I was in the seventh grade, I went to like a summer camp that was about half an hour or so away from my hometown. So all the kids that were there weren't kids that I usually went to school with. And I remember there was this boy that I became friends with and we were just chums. He liked wrestling. I liked wrestling. Two peas in a pod. And as naturally do in middle school, you have a crush on them and you think they're great. And I remember at the end of summer camp, he gave me his MP3 player. And I swear it was like the greatest moment of my life. It was like the shitty 2007, only like 25 millibytes. Like it only held like 20 songs. It was up to that moment. That was the greatest moment of my life. That was great. And so a lot of songs on that shitty MP3 player were songs by The Offspring. Never heard of them in my life, but I'm like, well, if the boy that I like likes this band, so I like this band. And then now, as I'm an adult sitting here, 28 years old, I still like that band. So thanks, Derek Archuleta, if you're <laughs> listening to this. I don't know. He's not on social media anymore, as far as I know. He's probably not going to listen to this. But there you go. Shout out. <laughs> and so I found out that The Offspring released this album in 2008. And it's a banger. It goes, like, with lyrics, like, punch him right there in the eyes, like, Yes, absolutely. I will definitely do that. Dexter from The Offspring. And then furthermore, I do have a wrestling kind of anecdote about this as well. I've told this story to everybody who will listen with photo proof. And if you haven't seen the photo, I'll show it to you guys today. Uh, basically, before I started wrestling wrestling, I had like a list of people that I wanted to meet that I knew I would mark out for. So if I met them before I started wrestling, I could just get out of my system, call it a day, we're good. Um, so CM Punk was one of the people on that list. I went over to C2E2 in Chicago before I started wrestling in 2017. And I don't know who organized this. It was a shit show, though. They didn't cap the amount of tickets to meet this man. And he was only there for two hours. So they were just like moving people. They're like, get your picture. Get the fuck out. And I'm like, absolutely not. This is my moment. I'm going to pop this man. I'm going to make it happen. I had very high aspirations at that time. Before we take the picture, I like stop him and I'm like, wait, before we take this picture, I just want you to look at me like I just told you the offspring was my favorite band. And so we take the picture and this man looks at me with such disgust. And I'm over here like, of course, the offspring is my favorite band. And he's just so disapproving of my life choices up to that point. It is fantastic. I still have the picture. I'll show it to you guys here in a second. But yeah, I go to leave because, you know, obviously he has this fucking line behind him. We have to go, brother. He stops me as I go to leave and he extends his hand and he goes, you're creative. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. Absolutely. So that was the day I popped CM Punk. Awesome. Thanks, Offspring. <laughs> so, yeah, that is my pick for 2008's favorite rock song. You're going to go far, kid, by the Offspring. And now it's Drake's turn. What do you got? So I wish I had a, an anecdote. I feel anecdoteless right now. Uh, but, I mean, I have something, you know. I, it, it was tough picking for me because, I mean, this is, this is my cup of tea. This is my genre. I went through 2008 albums, and we'll get into that more when we get there. But there were a lot more albums than I thought there were in 2008 that were really good. Because uh, I, I mean, you mentioned it. You were just getting into high school. I think I was, too. So I was... <laughs> I was still listening to like Three Days Grace and Shine Down and not really sure what I was as a person musically yet before all the depressing prog rock that I've familiarized this audience with. But in 2008, Metallica came out with an album called Death Magnetic. 
and it was my first exposure to Metallica as a whole. I, of course, I've known about Metallica uh, before that, but I had never listened to them. And Death Magnetic is still top five for me as an album for Metallica in general. Uh, I love Master and uh, and Justice, but Death Magnetic's up there. But the first song that I had really heard was The Day That Never Comes, which is still probably in my top five for songs, because that song, it's like a good ballad. Um, I know you know, you probably both know the song One uh, from Metallica. It's very much in that vein where it's like the slow build, and then it has this real heavy middle to end, and the lyrics are about... I'm pretty sure they're about war, if I'm not mistaken, and a soldier on the battlefield, or... No, I think he is on the battlefield. But yeah, it deals with soldiers. But what I like about Metallica so much is that, like, even though it is about this specific topic, it can still be related back to, like, a common person. And I felt like, (laughs) uh, what was I, 12 years old at that point? 12-year-old me was still belting out these lyrics. Uh... Because there's this one part in the song where James Hetfield is just screaming like this, I swear. And it's just, it's so good. And I just remember just absolutely loving that song as a kid. So it wasn't my favorite album that came out that year. Because I was thinking I would pick my favorite song for my favorite album that year. But that song superseded all. That is the fondest memory that I have of any 2008 song. So I don't have any anecdotes, but you heard me do a James Hetfield. So there you go. That's what we're here for. We got Kendrick last time. We're getting James Hetfield now, just covering all the bases. I'm glad you mentioned Death Magnetic because for my backup favorite rock song, um, I had picked All Nightmare Long because that was used as a video package back in the day. So, uh, yeah, roundabout ways. But I think if you want to pick the next category, we can move along. Before I do pick the next category, I'm glad you brought up All Nightmare Long, because it's one of my prouder moments. still is. It's not a huge brag, but Rock Band was a thing, or Guitar Hero, whichever one it was. I can't remember which one it was on. I played that song on guitar and vocals, and I nailed it. I had the mic sitting on my chest, and I was playing like this the whole time, not, not moving, keeping the mic where it's at. But yeah, All Nightmare Long's great. But yes, let's move on to the next category the second round of our draft fourth overall pick i'm gonna go with favorite pop song here because i want to make sure no one takes it because i feel confident no one took my rap song i feel confident in that so i'm gonna go with pop song here and maria and travis both decided very intelligently to go to the spotify playlist to find their songs i decided to go to the top 100 songs of 2008 on wikipedia and according to wikipedia this is the second song of that year for the charts whatever those things are billboard charts that right um <laughs> and i picked the song because this is actually pretty good leona lewis did a song called bleeding love which is a really really good song and i i have a like a an interesting memory for this one too uh because i went to like one talent show and one lady that i knew who uh i didn't like she was <laughs> this is the opposite of your story maria you had a very fond memory are you gonna shout her out are we also gonna name drop <laughs> not not in the negative space no she had told me to cut my hair and i was like i hate you now so <laughs> but yeah she did a great performance of this song so i wish i had a better memory of her but that was why i picked it because i was like she did a good job at the talent show i'm gonna take the high road here it's also a good song it's number two according to the top 100 so that's the song i chose all right that is a solid choice yeah i remember 
because she's like british i think and she won like the x factor or something of that sort in britain yeah so then when she came to the u.s it was like a huge deal because simon cowell on his bullshit was like this is my new superstar this is leona lewis and then we never heard from her again i don't know what she's doing these days you know if anybody out there who's listening what's what's leona lewis doing let us know but yeah great pick overall i'm gonna go ahead and go with my pick for the favorite pop song category and i think this is a no-brainer maybe but i picked just dance by lady gaga featuring colby odonis a banger revolutionary change pop as we know it gaga supremacy that album just the fame in general in 2008 was just smashingly good just groundbreaking for pop music in my opinion and yeah i I remember when the song came out in 2008 i would listen to it on like a website called Groove Shark, if you guys remember that. It's where you can listen to music for free. It got shut down because that's illegal. Uh, <laughs> for legal purposes, that was a joke. Uh, but basically, uh, that was where I would listen to like a lot of songs that came out during that time. And that song was on repeat like hella. Lady Gaga. And that was like her debut single too, if I remember correctly. That was like her first exposure into the U.S. medium as we know. So that's my pick, Just Dance by Lady Gaga. Sweet. My turn to talk. I love this. Okay. Um, so I love both your picks. Uh, when I was going through the top songs of 2008, I believe Leona Lewis, her song was the first one I ran across where I did get goosebumps. And I was like, oh man, I forgot how good Leona Lewis is. And then I started to look through the rest of the list and I was like, this is also deep into my time where I'm uh, heavily involved still in the Iowa State Hip Hop Club or Dub H as it's called. And so between being a DJ and being in a dance club, I'm hearing all kinds of music. So I'm glad that you brought up Lady Gaga. That first album that dropped, it made everybody in that club lose their minds. It was like, we got to dance to this song and then this song and then this song. So the pop influence was there. Now, again, the thing that I'm resonating and pulling from, and I just changed my pick the other day, is I forgot this album dropped in 2008. So I looked it up, and working at Hot Topic during this time, the first time that I heard this album, I had to immediately put it on again because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And this is from a band from Colorado, 3-0. 303 is a mixture of so many different things but they did have a pop hit that made it onto the radio that is not the song that i picked no matter how good it is and how much it resonates with people it's not the one that really sticks with me but when 303 came out it's like hey here's these weird white kids who are rapping but they're not like gangster rapping so it can still be mainstream enough. It's almost like a, uh, like a Macklemore. He's probably more pop than he is rap. Um, or it's a nice mixture there. So, But the song that really resonates with me on that 303 album is the song Rich Man. Rich Man was the one where when I went through that album again, when it comes on, it almost makes me want to like puff my chest out. Like I'm going to do something. It gives me that energy that I just, it it fills my body and it fills my soul with such goodness when I hear that song that when I heard that again and realized that album came out in 2008, I was like, nope, top pick. I got to go with these guys. So 
I didn't think it would be this early, but we honestly ran into our first overlap because 303 was my wild card, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. As you were watching, I was like watching you intently like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I'll have to reformulate my wild card. Thank you for your contributions. <laughs> Battle lines have been drawn. And the pop category i had four songs written down because there were so many songs but when i heard 303 i was like nope straight to the top of the list i almost even thought about going with uh don't trust me which is the pop hit that was all over the radio that everybody knows the lyrics to when you go to a wedding they'll pull it out for funsies but rich man's the banger that really gives me that energy and if you ever listen to that album it's got a lot of like thug energy into their rap and it just, it makes you feel like you're more than you are. And I love that about 303 and their music. Well, <laughs> love that for you. It's okay. I have a backup. I have a backup for my wild card, so it's fine. It's not the end of the world. I just double checked to make sure I did have a backup because there's certain categories I don't have a backup for. That one is one of them. Fantastic. All right. So then if you want to round about again, if you want to pick the category, yeah, we'll go forward. All right. We're going to rap. We're going to rap. Okay. I'm going first, right? All right. The, when I looked at when I looked at this category, I obviously thought of you, Maria, because I knew uh okay, there's got to be some stuff here that's really going to resonate with this with this gal who's going to fall in love with the rap in her life. And there were some really big banger albums that came from this year. And a couple of them resonated with me, but I held back. I made sure to pick the one that actually meant the most. And I have a backup here, but I'm not going with my backup because the one that comes on all the time, no matter what, especially when I DJ, it like turns me into a different person is put on by Jeezy and Kanye West. Jeezy and Kanye West, when they put out, put on, it makes me turn into a different person. And when that song comes on, I almost feel like it's kind of like when Hulk hulks up, he's, he's unstoppable. And when put on comes on, I don't care where you're at, who you're from, anything like that. I think it is the best rap song from 2008. So here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing, pal. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, as of, I kid you not, like, I'm not bullshitting. As of last night, that was my pick for favorite rap song. But here's the thing. I was still continuing to listen to my playlist just to make sure I didn't miss anything. And then I changed my mind. But literally up until like we decided to do this episode, up until last night, that was my pick for favorite rap song of 2008. So now I feel much more affirmed in my choices. I feel like there was a sky daddy up there who was looking out for me and was like, not for you, my child. Because, yeah, I agree. That song is a fucking banger. It, it just turns you into something else. It's a fucking bop. Like, uh, just I think Jeezy in general is just great. Like his album. He had like bangers like My President, which is good. It was also on that album. And yeah, that was up until last night. That was my pick. So I was like, just eyeing you down. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Over here, like, I'm intentionally not going to try and pick anything. You lie. <laughs> so yeah, is that, is that all you have to say about your category? 
Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So with that said, I will tell you what I actually did end up picking as of last night. And this was one of those songs where I was like dead set on it being put on for my rap song. And then this song came on my shuffle and immediately just a gut reaction of just like kicking things and being like, fuck, this is a great fucking song. Aggressively loves this song. So for the Academy, for the people at home, my selection for a favorite rap song of 2008 is Day and Night by Kid Cudi. Fantastic song. Just revolutionary in its tone it was really unlike anything else that had come out in terms of hip-hop at that time Kit Cudi is the man man on the moon that album that it's on fantastic no further questions I love Kid Cudi and also before I, I pass it on to Drake uh, I just appreciate Kid Cudi as a person too because he's one of the few people in hip-hop that really advocates for like mental wellness uh, a couple years ago he actually checked himself into rehab and people thought it was like for drugs or alcohol or your typical stuff that hip-hop people are known for whatever stereotypes not mine uh, but actually he checked himself into rehab for depression and he's like I'm having a terrible time with everything so I'm just gonna go take care of myself and I feel like at least in hip-hop it doesn't get talked about enough like take care of yourselves we we talked about this last week uh for our mac miller episode is that like a lot of people in hip-hop don't take care of themselves like it's very toxic masculinity very much like macho i don't give a fuck and that's great love that for you but also take care of yourself like you have your noggin be nice to it that's it Drake. <laughs> no i definitely agree with everything you said i i'm glad you brought it up because yeah there's a lot of uh just in music in general, there's a lot of people that don't take care of themselves. I mean, 80% of grunge vocalists have killed themselves, so it's a tough subject. But on that positive note, um, <laughs> I will get into my favorite rap song, which this is supported by Wikipedia, okay? Because the song title itself uh, is going to make it sound like it's not rap. But according to Wikipedia, it is described as electropop slash rap rock. So it counts. But the song title is called Let It Rock. And that's why I wanted to pre preface that by saying that. But I, I loved Let It Rock because it's uh, Kevin Rudolph with an F featuring uh, Lil Wayne. Um, it's a very good song. And I remember it, I'm pretty sure it was a part of the Stanley Cup playoffs that year. That was like the lead song because every year they do the, the playoffs for every uh, sport and they always have one song um, that they'll play ad nauseum. But that is... A very good track I feel like and I remember because <laughs> I would always as a kid play sports by myself and I would always have these names of people in my created league um, and I would just play like hockey in the garage by myself with a net I hope this doesn't come across as sad as it feels like it sounds <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering why I have problems later in life this right here <laughs> but regardless that song would be playing in my head as, like, to pump me up and, like, yeah, I'm fucking in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's my pick for favorite rap song. Well, that's great. Uh, I know, objectively, some people might say, that's not a rap song. Like, it's a pop rock song. But to that, I will offer you a point of contention. Uh, Kevin Rudolph at the time was signed to Young Money, which is predominantly a hip-hop label. And Lil Wayne is also on the song. So if anybody tries to come for you, whatever. It counts. We're going to allow it. <laughs> but, yeah, great song. That was also a banger. All right, so we have all of those, and it uh, looks like we have a couple categories left. If you want to round her off, let's see what's next. All right, next category here for the fourth round. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do favorite album. 
because I'm excited about that one. Because I actually wrote all of the albums that I found out that came out in 2008 because it was it was fun for me. So I just want to list them off before I get into my actual pick right now. Amon and Marth released Twilight of the Thunder God, which is a great album. Probably my favorite of theirs. Uh, Death Magnetic by Metallica, which we discussed. Shogun by Trivium, which is a great album, which is very in the vein of Metallica. Uh, the Formation of Damnation by Testament is also a part of that year. Uh, the Way of All Flesh by Gojira. The Crucible of Man by Iced Earth. Fortress by Protest the Hero, which I actually saw in full live. They played that album in its entirety. That was a great time. Slania by Elvati. Uh, and The Incurable Tragedy by Into Eternity, which deals with, like, cancer, because they lost a lot of people to cancer. But I just wanted to shout those out, because I love all those albums. And it was, like I said, it was fun for me. <laughs> was that a Shark Boy? Sorry, Travis off oh, camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why was my first impression Stone Cold Shark Boy when he did that? Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to shout them out, because it was fun for me to find so many albums that I didn't know were out in that year, because I, I truly didn't know that was one thing before we started this that it was like i know all the albums i like but i don't know what year most of my albums came out in so to be able to go back into that year and just find all these really great albums that came out was fun but i did settle on our swedish friends opeth uh watershed came out that year that's still one of my absolute favorite albums from opeth it got a lot of flack that year because it was they were in transition they were transitioning from the progressive death metal to the progressive rock which i showed you in their most recent album um but yeah it, i mean it is a watershed album for them it's a very apropos title and there's just it's just everything they did well it kind of reminds me of the black album from metallica where it's all their great thrash stuff all their great like southern metal but also rock opeth was really on that album i thought so that's uh that's my pick right there Heck yeah. Shout out to our good friend Michael. Good friend Michael. Always invited to the cookout. What's up, Michael? Love that for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on down. We'll be grilling at 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with my favorite album. As I was telling Travis off the record, it was just such a good year for hip-hop and rap in 2008 so many good albums uh like some that i'll mention honorable mentions were like paper trail by ti great album uh 808s and heartbreak by kanye great album but what i did s eventually really set my sights on here not only because i enjoy this album as a whole but i also feel like it was very culturally important like when this album came out and just the singles that followed it really felt like a big deal like this is the moment and I was alive for it. So that's great. Um, I decided on The Carter Three by Lil Wayne. So good. Such a good album. Really, thinking back on it, I had no business listening to that as like a 13, 14 year old. <laughs> like, call me so I can get it juicy for you. Like, that does not mean actual candy. It is not, it is not what he's referring to. He's, he says, call me so I can make it juicy for you. Yeah, and so, of course, it just went over my head. I was like, oh, okay, cool. The, the, the song is called Lollipop. I get it. It's a motif. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just raunchiness. But love that for him. I feel like he had a lot more other great songs on this album that I was obsessed with, like Got Money by T-Pain. That was like my ringtone for a hot minute. This way, that way. Just so good. So good. And so... When it came down to it, that was really just a no-brainer for me. As a whole album, as a whole piece within 2008, that's the album to beat, I think. The Carter Three by Lil Wayne. Back to you, Travis. All right. So 
when it came to choosing albums, uh, um, so much of my life in 2008, I can just relate back to you in the hours of work that I put in at Hot Topic and all that surrounded me was music day in, day out. And we would get these new uh, like CDs or I, I think it was CDs that were like preloaded essentially with new music. So you'd put it in and you don't know what you're going to get. And I, it was exciting because you put it in and you get your new albums, your new whatever to like cycle through. And 2008, there's definitely two types of music that I like gravitated towards when it was like, what, what do I want to feel today when I came to work? Because if you open in a mall, you have so much time to yourself. I did not, it was not a busy mall. It was a, hey, someone will eventually show up here in a couple hours mall. So when you open in the morning, you have so much time to yourself. And the albums that made me really like excited, one of them was 303's album. That was one I could put on. It got me hyped and made me feel so good. One of the other bands that really made me feel really good was a band called Hyper Crush. They were a band that dropped this album or dropped an album in 2008. And it was nothing but like upbeat, like played with all the nostalgia because they used like Nintendo sounds and they had like a beautiful lead singer and then a guy on a guitar. So like I fell in love with this band that I found in 2008 between 303 and hyper crush. I was like a whole new person. It felt like new genres were flying at me, but in 2008, man, I was a sad boy when it came to having relationship troubles and being by myself for so many hours at a time at work. And there's two albums that really resonated with me and they had banger songs on them, but I didn't, I didn't ever want to listen to them for the banger songs. I wanted to listen to them for the sentimental songs. One of them, like you mentioned, was T.I. Paper Trails. That was my backup song for uh, my rap song. It was Slideshow by T.I. and John Legend. That one, every time I listen to it, just makes me feel like my life I feel like exactly what they say. Life is like a slideshow. And every time I heard that, I'm like, I'm going to cry at work every day. But I wanted to cry at work. It felt like I was chasing that emotion. But the other album, my album of choice from that year. And like when I listen to your guys' album choices, it it it, it helps me like define who you are as a person. Because when I looked at the rock albums that came out that year, I was like, man, this is, there's so many albums that are right up, right up Drake's Alley when it comes to like rock music or metal music or anything. Cause I like looked at him. I'm like, none of this stuff like speaks to me, but I know Drake's gotta be having a field day. And then when I saw the albums that came out there that year for rap, I was like, Oh man, Maria's going to be so excited to talk about these albums. But what I was sitting in my sad boy status, trying to like figure out what I wanted to eventually do with my life. I felt like I was going through some shit at that time. And one of the albums that really, I would listen to day after day, start to finish. And I would skip the like harder, not harder, the faster pace or more rock songs was The Sound of Madness by Shinedown. The Sound of Madness by Shinedown has so many songs on it that I'm, I stay for the singing and the lyrics on that album. And there's not a whole lot of like, rock-based bands where I want to listen to voices. I want to listen to slow stuff. I want to listen to them tell stories. But The Sound of Madness by Shinedown has so many songs on that that it's just, 
he tells stories through each of the songs. And when I listen to that stuff, I'm like, this man made me fall in love. It's one of those times where I like, I have to buy the CD because it's something I need to own because at some point I need to play this because I'm going to feel a certain way someday. And I'm going to turn to this album to like help me get through my shit that day. So my album choice for 2008 is The Sound of Madness by Shinedown. That's a great choice. And I'm really glad that you mentioned that album too because I remember in high school or middle school, I had a friend who was like obsessed with Shinedown. Like she was a Shinedown stan. Like she had the shirts. She had never been to a concert yet because I don't think her mom would let her go by herself. But yeah, I just remember that album being like, super good and super like I'd never listened to it all the way through but every time I would go to my friend's house and we would just hang out it would always be like tell my mother tell my father and that's great but at the same time it'd be like can we listen to something else though <laughs> please <laughs> so that's great and I'm, I'm happy that that's a such a resonating force of an album for you love that no I'm very happy you brought that album up honestly that is such a good one I have a lot of sad fond memories of shine down growing up like oh man like 45 i'm sure you all know that song that one killer track anything off of us and them that was my personal favorite from them i'm just i'm glad you brought up because i i didn't know that came out no way when i was doing my research and ah that's a good one devour such a great opening track great choice all right well it looks like this is the last category uh, drake will round us off and we'll go from there. All right. Yeah. So our last category is the wild card round, which <laughs> is amazing because every single time that I saw the word wild card, I just thought of Charlie Kelly from Always Sunny. <laughs> so I, uh, I actually, my first thought was it didn't come out in 08. That's why I didn't pick it. But there's a, uh, uh, live performance that Alter Bridge does that I wore out when I was younger. It came out in 09. So I just missed it. So, I went ahead because in my searches uh, for albums that year, another one that I didn't mention was uh, Ailstorm's uh, Captain Morgan's Revenge, which I felt was as wild as you can get because it is literally called pirate metal. And it is really, really good, honestly. Th their latter-day stuff recently is not as good because now they're just the big joke. I mean, they were always kind of jokey, but like now they're just too much of a joke. But that album specifically, it's like... I would call it realistically folk metal, but it definitely is one of those uh, gimmicky genres that does really fit the name because, like, Amon Amarth goes by Viking metal. That's not a real thing. It's melodic death metal. So, yeah, this one fits pretty well for them, pirate metal, but it is really, really good, too. There are a lot of really good tracks on there. Like, the title track is amazing, Terror on the High Seas. I actually, oh, my God, when I was playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag way back when, I would just pop on that album specifically. I'll especially terror on the high seas when I was going out trying to just murder other people on their ships. It was uh, <laughs> a fantastic time. So that's about as wild as I could think of for this round. Ailstorm's Captain Morgan's Revenge, which at some point I feel like I will bring up in this podcast just so you can hear it. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, I, I really think it's really funny why you're like, oh, yeah, pirate rock. Because for some reason on my TikTok for you page the other day, they're like, yeah, because, you know, they have different fads that come and go like dad bods are in. But for some reason on my TikTok for you page the other day, it was like, hey, guys, peg legs are back in fashion. Get your fucking pirate regalia out again. So I just I just thought about that. And that's why I was cracking up because I'm like just imagining like fucking Paul Burchill rocking out to this album that you're talking about with like a peg leg and we're like yeah peg legs are back in fashion I hate that 
You reminded me of a meme I saw the other day because it was it was literally the same thing that you just said. It was like peg legs are back in fa- fashion. Go look up pegging on Google. <laughs> so to be fair, do not do that <laughs> unless you want to compromise your search history. If you have children around, just trust us. Don't don't do that to yourself. Thank you for your contributions. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well. Now I guess this is going to be an odd segue <laughs> from that into what my wild card is after Travis so, you know, unanimously stole my wild card for today. I'm going to go with my backup because that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, going from that to my wild card, which is <laughs> I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. <laughs> I just I just like the vibes like. With all the chaotic shit that was going on just in society in 2008 and like all the aggressive hip-hop and rap, we just have this this guy in like a fedora hat just making silly little tunes, just hanging out, just having a silly goofy time, just vibing. And so yeah, I love that song. Jason Mraz is the man. I don't know what he's doing now, a lot like Leona Lewis. If anybody wants to update me on his whereabouts, I would love to love to hear what Mr. Mraz is doing. And yeah, just that whole album I thought was really cute. He did that duet also with like Colby Calais, who also had like a moment in 2008. So it was like these two chill, sweet little beans coming together and making a song, just having chill music, chill vibes. Yeah, that's 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 the segue. That's what we're going for. I think Travis has got something to say. Uh, yes. So I'm glad you brought up Colby Calais because she was actually one of my backups for her hit song, Bubbly, in 2008, which still, to this day, when that song comes on, I just want to hold somebody or tell somebody I love them because that song, that I can't tell you how many times I bet in 2008, if you went to a wedding, that was somebody's first dance or somebody fell in love to that song because that was the song that year that was like the new love song. Um, but when it comes to the wild card, this was my favorite part because it was like, find the shit that's the most random that really resonated with you. And, oh man, drive-by. Um, I had a couple ones back-to-back, but like I mentioned in my album of the year, the band that I ran across or found out about that year, Hyper Crush, when I first heard their album, the, what is it? I want to say... I think it's the very first song on the album, if I'm not mistaken. But the song is called The Arcade by Hyper Crush. And at the very start of the song, imagine me. I'm sitting in Hot Topic. I see a band called Hyper Crush. I go, sounds cool. Let me put their album on. The first thing I hear is the sound from Duck Hunt. It's, it's the flapping of the bird and then the gun. And I'm like, what? is this magic that I'm hearing? And then I hear another bird flapping. Boom, another gun. I'm like, really? What is this? And then it starts up and they start talking about nostalgia and vintage and just all this stuff. And I'm like, this could be one of my favorite bands ever that I've just discovered. Turns out it absolutely is. So at the end of the song, the outro for the song is one of the themes if i'm not mistaken from the legend of zelda the original and that's the end of the song and when i thought to myself i'm like it starts with 
the zapper gun from Duck Hunt and then goes out with Zelda, top song. Top wild card song. I did have a couple other bangers that when I put them on, I thought, you know what? Um, All I Ever Wanted by Bass Hunter came out. And that's another one where I just imagined myself in a sea of 10,000 people losing our minds. But nothing touched my soul as much as the arcade did when Hyper Crush came out. Uh, I was actually in, when I was in the Iowa State Hip Hop Club and that album came out, I used that song in my dance I choreographed that year and I made people dress up like Mario and then we made a flag and at the end of my dance I had a girl dress up like uh, Mario and one guy dress up like Luigi and somebody brought out the make-believe flagpole and then I had three people who were different sizes turn into stairs for her so that way she could walk up their backs and then she grabbed the flag and jumped down as she held Luigi's hand and that was the end of my dance and I was like I remember when I put that up on YouTube I sent it to the band and was like I just want you to know your music influenced me so much that I choreographed a dance and I performed it for a bunch of people and I just thought why do you know and I got a message back saying love this this was so cool and from that day forward I bought every album always have supported them even when they're not doing anything hyper crush will always be one of my favorite bands of all time hell yeah that's tight even tighter that you got a response too i feel like we got to see that now is it still on youtube yes absolutely it is i will send the link so that way you guys can include it in the show notes or wherever else you want to promote it awesome well yeah this has been a fun eventful draft we only had one overlap, so you know, love that for us. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I think just as our outro here, we'll kind of run down everything that we picked so far. And uh, our lovely friend Drake here will assemble a playlist for you guys to listen to at your leisure if you will care to take a listen to these picks that we've assembled for you today. I will go ahead and just go first real quick with my picks, and then we can just go around the table. Yeah. So for favorite pop song, I picked Just Dance by Lady Gaga. For favorite rap song, I picked Day and Night by Kid Cudi. For favorite rock song, I picked You're Gonna Go Far, Kid by The Offspring. For favorite album, I picked The Carter Three by Lil Wayne. And for my wild card, I picked I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. All right. And as for my picks, for my favorite pop song, I went with Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. Uh, For my favorite rap song... I picked the one with the title that has rock in it, Let It Rock, (laughs) by Kevin Rudolph and Lil Wayne. Favorite rock song was The Day That Never Comes by Metallica. My favorite album was Watershed by Opeth. And my wild card was the pirate metal greats themselves, Ale Storms, Captain Captain Morgan's Revenge. Outstanding. Uh, I had my best or my favorite rap song of 2008 put on by Jeezy and Kanye West. Favorite rock song, Life is Beautiful by 6AM. Favorite pop song was Rich Man by 303. My wild card was The Arcade by Hyper Crush. And my album of 2008 was The Sound of Madness by Shinedown. Fabulous. Well, thank you for joining us today, pal. We've really enjoyed having you. And yeah, hopefully we'll do this again here soon. Uh, It's my honor to be associated with not only my friends, but 
listening to you guys on a weekly basis because it's become part of my Friday routine. Uh, you guys are fighting with the WowEd podcast um, hosted by Christian Rose and Damien Deshane, who like to give real hot takes about wrestling and get mad about stuff. But I enjoy listening to their uh, anger in pro wrestling, followed up by your melodic voices, who just talk about nothing but really good stuff when it comes to music. So it's a, it's a good balance on my Fridays when it comes to my feed of what I'm getting. Um, and I urge anyone else out there who has the urge to do a podcast, like, just do it. Like, I don't think you realize my favorite thing about my friends that do podcasts is the fact that I get to hear my friends' voices when I don't get to see my friends. And it helps me feel like I'm hanging out with them when I'm not hanging out with them. So I appreciate you guys doing this week after week because even if it doesn't last forever, it gives me a deeper insight onto who you are as people when I don't get to talk to you that much. Well, thank you for those very kind words that uh, that made my night for sure. Yeah, as a man, I'll chew on that compliment for the next two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a it was a pleasure having you on. It was a pleasure doing this. This was a very fun conversation, very fun concept. Yes, thank you for the kind word, friend. We are happy to have you here. Happy to have this chat and for you to be our first official guest. This is pretty much just like a passion project of myself and Drake, and so the idea of like having other people join in on our space is very selective so yes we appreciate you we love you and yeah next week we're just going to keep the ball rolling here uh next week we're going to get into albums that really remind us of summertime it's a really nice day out here in marquette park in it's not so sunny davenport but it's still warm we're still vibing and so with summertime peeking its head out here in a couple of weeks we're just going to give each other some albums that remind us of summertime so for you my good friend i'm gonna go ahead it's not technically a hip-hop album and i'll preface it as to why it's hip-hop adjacent uh this gentleman is in a hip-hop collective called odd future which is him uh tyler the creator earl sweatshirt all those great guys top tier yeah yeah you like that name <laughs> he's just losing it over earl sweatshirt <laughs> he's just having a hoot um so so yeah he while him himself is not technically a rapper he is part of that collective so he's hip-hop adjacent but this album just reminds me of summertime because it came out in the summer and it's just great so great music is great music um i will be giving you a channel orange by frank ocean so great great human great guy hope you enjoy it i've actually heard of frank ocean before so this will be exciting to actually hear his music now um but yeah jesus christ earl sweatshirt that is my favorite rap yeah. name now Oh, my God. Bumpy Knuckles has been dethroned. <laughs> but for my uh, my pick for uh, an album that reminds me of Summer, this one was a little hard for me, but I picked the first one that I thought of. Um, it actually reminded me of the end of the school year, which is pretty close to summer. Uh, but it is a band I've wanted to talk about and show you for a while, uh, Coheed and Cambria. They have an album. Uh, the short version is No World for Tomorrow. Uh, I think it's the full version is Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, colon, No World for Tomorrow. Part 2, colon, whatever. It's a long-ass title. They're a prog band, so <laughs> you're used to it at this point. Uh, but yeah, that is the album I'm giving you for next week. I'm very excited to hear what you think. Well, fantastic. Thanks for joining us again. And then just before we let you go, 
Mr. DJ Click and Play, where can the people reach you on the interwebs? I know you do a little thing every Thursday. You got your own stuff going on. Let the people know. Yes, I do keep myself busy with making sure that I get affirmation from everyone I know on social media. Um, I'm on the Facebook. I'm on the Instagram. I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the TikTok. I'm on the YouTube. Select a few ever see the Snapchat, so don't think about it because I don't even really use it. It's just there to put funny faces on my cat. Um, obviously, those are the places where you can find me the most. I just put stuff out. You can obviously, like she mentioned, uh, I like to open pro wrestling cards on my Thursday night card breaks. Um, if I'm not too busy, I like to hop on there on a Thursday night. I make people buy cards from me, and then I open them and give them to them. And it's a fun little way that I make a little extra side money. But it's fun because people support it. And as long as people support it, I'm just going to keep doing it. So find me on the interwebs if you want to uh, see my really old Facebook posts because I've been on there for a long time. And it's pretty fun if you just go to the profile picture and just go backwards. I promise eventually you're going to see some stuff that's going to shock you. Yeah, some Nick, Nikki Six moments. Nikki Six cosplay. Love that for you. Well, all right, friends. We'll end it here. Have yourself a great afternoon. Great day. Great life. Be nice to people. Be nice to animals. Be nice to the planet. Just be nice. That's it. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Live.